welcome to the coffee protocol podcast uh, i'm your host bristown bike let's talk coffee Welcome to the second episode. So, this episode is mainly to do with the issues that we have in the coffee cycle or the coffee community, especially in our country. So, the cycle itself is a little challenging to explain because, well, because it's a cycle, so it's very difficult to to think or to point out where shall I begin, but. I'll just start start with my journey uh, that I have to do with the coffee and maybe you'll be able to relate it. If not, at least you'll get an idea what I'm trying to say. So let's start with the early 1990s. Um, so that's when technically coffee came into my life. Um, it came into my life as, well, like a sweet tasting, yummy something, either a either a sunrise or a brew or some kind of an instant coffee because that's how coffee came into my life i mean that's how my parents used to drink my mom especially uh, used to like that and that's how i started drinking coffee the instant coffee with a lot of sugar and milk and the only major discussion that was around the quality of a good coffee was just the ratio between the milk and the coffee powder used this this was well until the 2000s because until then that's the only coffee i consumed and wherever we tried coffee we used to always debate oh the coffee powder is strong here or the milk is too much here so we also always used to end up getting extra instant coffee powder to make the coffee strong uh, a little fast forward and early 2000s so let's say around 2002 2004 uh, this is the time when I saw that, you know, there are cafes around. Like, I saw cafes through my eyes, you know. Oh, there is a cafe. There is this place called as a cafe where they apparently serve coffee and other stuff to eat along with it. Like a like a samosa that cost it quite expensive at that time. Um, but I never went there. I mean, I, I, I did not have that kind of a... Uh, family where cafe or going to cafe was like a norm. Uh, so 2005, 4 or 5 is, I remember, I clearly remember this, that was the first ever cafe experience that I had, especially the CCD experience. So I remember I went with my school friends uh, who obviously had been to cafes before because they knew the drill, you know, like going to a cafe, talking to the barista, ordering what they like. And specifically, uh, remembering the name in that menu, what to order. I was new to this place, right? I mean, for me, cafe was something new. Uh, so I re- still remember that day. I went in with my friends. Um, I looked at the menu. I looked at the entire place. And um, I ordered an espresso. Well, frankly, because that was the cheapest thing on the menu. And I really did not or could not 
or did not want it to spend anything more than that. And I, like I said, I mean, in my previous episode, I was always interested in food and beverage. But the introduction of um, coffee to me was like, okay, I'll have, I'll have an espresso because that's the cheapest thing. So moving forward, I mean, let's say in the next couple of years, uh, 2005, 2006, 2007, um, high school cafes like were around. Um, probably I went to cafes in my high schools because that was the only place you could take um, somebody out. Like if you wanted to go on a date, you would go to a cafe and you would order whatever there was in the menu, probably like a cappuccino or something, which tasted horribly bad. But you added sugar to it and you drink. And anyways, that was never the focus, right? I mean, you were going to a place because it was either a date or something and you just wanted a place. And coffee was never uh, of that importance. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you want to impress somebody, you take her to a cafe. Uh, and yeah, I mean, let her order whatever she wants. And then you just say, I'll have the same because that's the easiest way out. Uh, so that's that's how my high school experiences uh, for cafe was. Um, so as I said in the previous episode, I mean, I was always interested in the food and beverage side of it. And I always wanted to be a chef uh, or to work in the kitchen. So 2007 is when I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to join hotel management. So I started my hotel school. So I did about two and a half years of my diploma in higher diploma in, in hotel school. So when I say diploma, high diploma, uh, there is mention about all the different kind of cuisines, different kinds of alcohol, different kinds of service style and everything. I mean, there's a lot of it, right? But when it came to coffee, entire in that entire course book that we had, there was just one line mentioned about coffee, which was it's a stimulating drink, drinking beverage alongside with tea that had caffeine. That is it. Nothing else. There's nothing about how coffee is made, nothing about how coffee is grown, how is it roasted, nothing. I mean, I didn't know anything about it. All I knew was this line that was mentioned in the books. Uh, and when we started working in the hotels um, uh, as a part of the course, and wherever I went, I mean, it was like coffee was either instant or it was brewed from a machine that was totally automatic. Okay. And so either it was like instant coffees, whether it's a room service, or whether it is making coffee uh, for somebody, or it was, if it was uh, an expensive coffee or in an expensive hotel where we worked, the coffee would always come out of a machine that looks weird and fancy. And... What I still remember is the companies that uh, of of the companies of the of the coffee beans that we used. It was normally normally an Italian brand, and super expensive. Um, and every time, I mean, people used to boast about like how expensive the beans are, and every time we opened the can of that bean or a canister or a packet or whatever it is, I mean, we would always sniff it. Every time I sniffed that packet or that can, I could smell dark, weird, damp carbon dioxide. And the dark smelling something was very weird. I mean, it, it was just a very weird smell. But people 
like with whom I work, there's like this is the real smell of coffee. This is the smell of a good imported coffee from outside of India. Um, so I mean, traveling um, happened across different countries, and then when I got back to India, that was in two thousand fifteen. Uh, I was like reintroduced to coffee. I started working for a coffee company, and uh, again here, coffee was a basic raw material or a commodity. And um, in all the cafes that we had, we were serving coffee as a product alongside different snacks. And coffee, along with milk and sugar, tasted like something that was drinkable, palatable. I mean, I never got into the the flavor or the taste of coffee, like. I never wanted to taste, or never felt like tasting good espressos. In fact, I hated espresso so much, and at at one point it was so weird, like it tasted so bad to me. And I I figured out, you know, if it is tasting too bad, that means it's good espresso. And it was really weird, but that's how it was at one point. And uh, so most of my job was like you know to open new stores around the country in different places. And one of the challenges we always faced was uh, faced was asking the people, the franchisee owners, to buy decent machines, to buy a decent machine, to buy a decent grinder. And it was very difficult uh, for us to convince them why you need a good machine or a good um, grinder. I mean, normally machine and grinder used to be the cheapest thing that they want to invest in, although that is. I mean, they are opening a cafe. I mean, it, ha- it even happens today. I mean, you're opening a cafe, a coffee shop, but the but the least of the expenditure that you want to make is on the coffee machine and the grinder that you have. And it was really tough to, and it is still tough to explain to people why that is important. I mean, it's your bread and butter. That I mean, it has to be a good, good product that you're serving, right? Uh, when it comes to hotels, it's a very different scene. I mean, hotels—they don't want to invest in coffee machines. They don't want to increase their capital expenses. So all of these fancy beans um, that comes from outside of India, which might be Indian but still comes back to India, these people—they just provide all of these machines for free, and they make the money out of beans. They charge so much for the beans, uh, but because the machines are free of cost, hotels just use it. So it's either instant coffee or beans like that, and for cafes, it's the cheapest machine possible. And so I, I somehow felt like you know, ten years down the line, uh, how the I mean, just an just an analogy from my point of view. If you if you look at the constructions of the houses that we had ten years ago, probably when when somebody was making a new house. Making a toilet or a bathroom was like the last thing that you think of, and wherever or how much ever space is left, you would make a toilet or a bathroom out of it. And somehow I felt like this was the same for coffee machines. I mean, you invest heavily in the ambience, you do all sorts of interior decorations and stuff like that, and with whatever money you had left, you would then invest that money to buy whatever coffee machine. Or a grinder, you can get in that budget. Really, really, really stupid. But what is interesting is, when you come to the other side of uh, the industry, let's come to the roadside industry. So, I mean, India is a tea drinking nation, and and majority of us 
drink tea and specifically that cutting chai which is available on the roadside but if you ever notice if you go to the same roadside stall and you ask for a coffee a coffee is always way more expensive and it's it's very weird because they use the same milk uh, that they used to make tea and they used half of that 1 rupee packet which does not make any sense still they are charging so if if your if your tea is let's say a cutting cost you like 5 rupees 6 rupees 7 rupees um a coffee of the same amount would cost you 12 13 15 rupees and you know what i've I have asked so many of such roadside vendors and I've asked them literally why why do you sell coffee expensive and most of these guys they don't have an answer i mean the only answer they have is oh because everybody does the same thing so we also do it so this is one of the ways or this is one of the ways in which um, our community our indian beverage tea and coffee drinking community get a perception that you know coffee is always expensive than tea this is how it starts i think okay which is entirely wrong which i'll explain a little later but this is just wrong coming back to hotels so um, on the other spectrum which is like the five star hotels or the hotels that you look which is like very fancy and luxurious we expect the food the bar the beverages everything to be of the greatest quality right i mean you go to a five star and you expect like an amazing food right it's expensive but it's amazing food that's what you expect and you would expect the same with the coffee i mean if i take somebody out on a date to a five star hotel i would spend probably like a couple of thousand rupees just for two cups of coffee and i would want that coffee to be the best coffee of my life right i mean spending 2000 bucks on it but normally it's the other way around it's the shittiest cup of coffee i mean now that i now that i know how a coffee could be or should be and then the problem is most of the people would not even know what coffee is i mean they would just go to such fancy place and you know expensive place and order a cup of coffee and drink whatever they get and they would assume that this whatever they got in that cup which cost 1000 rupees is good coffee this creates another circle of problem because their understanding of good coffee is already shit coffee so when they actually have good coffee they are like confused oh this is this might not be good coffee because i had great coffee at that five star hotel which costed me 1000 bucks so there's another circle going on right there okay which is very confusing now coming to the 2000 to let's say 2010 12ish now i missed all of this thing there are a lot of people who get into the cafe business without knowing much about what a cafe business is which is fair enough this is how food industry has been uh, since a long time coming to the coffee industry there are two of the possibilities either like somebody who studied in a hotel school uh, graduated from a hotel school they start up a, a coffee shop okay now listen to me carefully so a hotel graduate starts a coffee shop because he is in hotel management but his understanding of coffee is that one line in the textbook coffee is a stimulating drink with has caffeine so he does not know much about coffee other coffee shop owners they think that somebody who has done hotel management would be a suitable guy to run the coffee shop and they hire the same person option 2 
is they hire baristas from different coffee shops who have had experience. This experience might not be varied, but then that person would have had worked in a coffee shop. So that person is suitable to work in this new coffee shop. Now that coffee shop might not know much about coffee per se, but then for the new coffee shop, that is going to be the norm now because the owner does not know about coffee. So the, he is just relying on whatever knowledge the barista would have at that point, which is kind of weird because lot, not a lot of knowledge exists in that spectrum of coffee, at least not in that time. A little fast forward to the, to the third wave uh, of coffee, let's say 2012, 13, 14, when it started uh, with brands like Blue Tokai, which came up. People knew about good coffee. Or people started to know what good coffees are. Either either there were people who traveled a lot and now they know what a cappuccino is, who would now ex experience coffee at such specialty coffee shops and appreciate it. Or there are people who have access to a lot of social media and they know what a good cappuccino looks like and they now want to have it as well and they want to experience that. But now what also happens is, or what has also happened is, the specialty coffee shops have gone a little expensive. Uh, let's say if your coffee in a regular cafe costed about 120, 130 rupees for a cappuccino, a specialty coffee uh, shop would charge 180 to 100 rupees for it. For example, I'm not making a direct uh, comparison. So then what has happened is, again, the second time in the coffee chain, what has happened is, good coffee means expensive coffee there is a logic behind to it but let's keep the logic separate to it but it's just the understanding that good coffee is expensive coffee now fast forward to the era of instagram where coffee is made to look instagram friendly there's a lot of um, in influence that instagram is made to our coffee community in the country now we know that a latte art on a coffee should mean that it's good coffee. I mean, it's it sounds funny, but it's been like this for a long time, right? If you have like a fancy latte art on top of your coffee, you know that, oh, that person knows latte art. That means that person knows what coffee is. That means this could be a good cup of coffee. However, there are there is no relation between a good latte art and good cup of coffee. Two different things. It's like bartending and bar flaring. Flaring is when you see that guy juggling different bottles um, in his hands well bartending or mixology is more about making a drink anyways so there are consumers who really want to experience different coffees who or there are people who have already been introduced to good coffee and they want to experience that in the country but there's a lot of lack of knowledge in the spectrum so majority of cafe owners do not know much about coffee. If not their fault, I mean, it's honestly not their fault. They want to make money. They hire baristas. They open a coffee shop. And that's it. In the hotels, it's the same thing. I mean, they either have an automatic machine that is really crappy or they have, because it's rarely clean, for example, or they have a barista who's done hotel management. Again, the only thing that that person has learned is coffee is a stimulating drink. They rarely hire good baristas, not on that payrolls. Then you have 
instant coffees and CCDs and other cafe cafes. So what is the difference? Again, does does it mean that good coffee needs to be expensive? Or does expensive coffee mean good coffee? There's a lot of question that goes behind it, right? I mean, because it plays with the mindset of what people think. Now, amidst all of this confusion, the aim being is not like just to lower the cost. I mean, what happens is because everybody wants to make profit, everybody wants to make more margins, most of this coffee shop, keeping the specialty coffee shop separate for this for this explanation, most of the other places, they just want to make more money. So they end up buying the cheapest bean possible in the market. And what happens is behind the cheapest bean possible to the oh, cafe owner, for example, there needs to be existing cheaper green beans from the farmers. That means the farmers are not making enough money out of that green bean. So he's not making money. He's selling it to the trader. The trader is then selling it to the roaster. The roaster is then giving it to the middleman again. And then that, that goes to the uh, cafe. And still it has to be cheap. So imagine how cheap or at what cheap rate would the farmer be selling. That is ridiculously low. I mean, it could be a lot different story. I'm not, I don't even want to get to the farmer side of it because that's a whole another thing to discuss and talk about. And at this point, I, I don't want to take that because there's so many things that's, that is to be spoken and explained in that end. We'll keep it separate for another episode. But there's a cycle that going and going and going and going and going, which is really sad. So what happens is, I mean, we, I mean, we think, you know, now that we think with all the Instagram and all of these things going on and, oh, yeah, we need good coffee. We need good lot of uh, milk-based drinks. We need espressos. We need pour-overs. We need manual drinks. And the cafe should do this and the cafe should do that. Or we even like, you know, just simply sit in, sit in our homes or on the on a desk and we think, yeah, the, cafe, the farmer should probably focus more on getting natural coffee or washed coffee. They should be eco-friendly or organic and whatnot. But it is very easy to say all that. Trust me, it is very easy to say that the farmer should do this or the roaster should do that or whatever. The problem is not that. The problem is the lack of knowledge that is there and it's a huge huge gap of knowledge that exists in this value chains especially um, after the roaster i call i call cafe owners as the mediators they are the one who um, influence the coffee drinking uh, trend in different cities i've known people who have started a trend in a city where coffee was almost inexistent and it's it's these mediators, cafe owners or baristas, who influence the coffee consuming trends. They need to get more knowledge. So when I say knowledge, it's not just about getting the right machines, but understanding why the machine is important, or why the grinder is important, or why a particular bean is important, what are the challenges behind it, what could be the best way to serve a particular drink? What could be the best way to make money out of something? And so much to learn in that area, in that spectrum of coffee. There's a huge gap out there, you know. There's some amazing specialty and even non-specialty shops who, are, who really run the shops 
with amazing passion and are really helping spread good word about coffee to consumers. Now, uh, it is really, really interesting. I mean, the general consensus that most of the people have that, you know, tea is way cheaper than coffee is. Yes, it is because they're comparing the wrong products with each other. I mean, we are comparing a decent good coffee bean, whole bean, to tea dust that we drink at home. What we drink at home is not even tea leaves, it's tea dust. It's like the the lowest grade possible of the tea after it, everything gets sieved and sold separately. So tea dust is like the cheapest thing possible. And that is the reason we are used to of like, you know, boiling and make a curry out of it. I mean, I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I like it. But comparing that with a decent good bean is not a good comparison. If you compare a good bean, let's say that is like 1,000, uh, 1,500 rupees a kilo from any of the uh, specialty uh, roasters, and you compare that with good tea leaves, whole tea leaves, a first flush or a second flush um, or whatnot. I mean, have you ever heard of silver needles? Google it if you have not. Teas are way more expensive than coffee when I when we compare it to gram by gram. Okay, I mean, there's a lot of other permutation and combination there as well. I will not go into that for now. But it's just that, you know, we're comparing the wrong products with the wrong products and that should be stopped. Again, it comes back to the to this huge gap of knowledge. So being a being a consultant or a coach myself, I mean, my idea is that more such mediators should know about good coffee. And good coffee, as I say, should be made more available to more people in the country. This episode is still incomplete. I mean, we'll pick it up later as well. I would love to cover the other end of the coffee spectrum, which is on the farm side of it. Um, probably with somebody who knows more and better about it. But understanding the fact that there is this huge gap of knowledge that exists in our coffee ecosystem, that needs to be dealt with. Well, recording this at 4 or 5 in the morning, again thinking that it would be quiet, but apparently it was not. But thank you very much for listening to this episode. Be back soon with another one. Till then, enjoy and remember, let's make coffee simple.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast Coffee Protocol by Bariston Bike. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Until then, keep enjoying your coffee and remember, let's make coffee simple.